Greetings, brothers and sisters. We praise the Lord uh, for a wonderful uh, Sunday. It is uh, actually November the 5th, 2023. We uh, thank the Lord uh, for bringing us this far. Certainly didn't know we were going to get this far, but um, but God, he is, uh, he is, he's a good God. And we are always, always thankful um, for what he does uh, for us and um, and the and the fact that those things that he does he doesn't have to do brothers and sisters um, I hope that you're ready to get into the word of God this uh, Sunday um's lesson will uh, be a bit of a departure from our topic at hand um, our topic at hand is found in the book of Jeremiah chapter 36 um, and we will pick that <clears throat> thread back up. Um, but um, this morning, I felt the Lord um, lead in a different way. Uh, so we want to just go ahead and go with what God has given us that uh, um, is um, is the best way. Um, and, and when we do that, we get the most out of uh, any discussion, any dialogue, any teaching, any lesson, anything. Um, uh, any message from the Lord when we go with what the Lord says. It's, it's, it's very easy to have your own agenda um, and um, your own intent and idea of what you're going to deal with, but really um, God gives you what you need. So there, um, no matter how much you study and you prepare, you, you, there's a degree of wanting to remain open or liquid, so to speak, so that um, if God wants to move or flow in a uh, direction that is different than what you had um, intended, that God is able to, to freely do that through you. Remember, we are our, our vessels for him and um, for the master's use. And he's the one that decides um, how to use us and, and, and when to use us. Um, so it's not really, it's not good to be so rigid in what you want to do, especially if it's at the expense of, of denying the Lord um, um, the right or um, the opportunity to do what he wants to do through you, which may be a little bit different than what you had planned to do. Brothers and sisters, I want you to take your Bibles and I want you to turn to the book of 2 Timothy. We're going to look at um, chapter um, two. We're just going to look at the first um, seven verses. I think there's something here for us, definitely, um, that will give us a little um, a little push, um, a little understanding, um, um, and a, just a little bit more of what we need. None of this, brothers and sisters, while you're turning to chapter Timothy, or to Second Timothy, and I'll, I'll give you the um, the, um, and we'll get into a little bit of Timothy um, um, as a whole in just a moment. But um, as you're as you're making your way to Second Timothy, chapter two, verses one through seven, um, <clears throat> um, as you're doing that, um, I want you to keep in mind that um, that the Lord that the Lord is always speaking and always has something um, to say to us. He speaks through his word. So in essence, um, he's, he's always got something to say because he's already said it. It's, there's, there's always something there. There is a word for your circumstance. That's for your situation, um, your predicament, whatever you want to call it. There is a word that has already been spoken concerning that amen and and if and if you and i will take the time um to just pause from our daily routine or our daily activity whatever that activity may be to pursue the lord's um um uh, under the lord's uh, voice um his will concerning whatever the circumstance is uh, doesn't it really doesn't matter but when we do that you're going to find direction that you need um, for that circumstance because God has already spoken about whatever it is that you're dealing with or whatever it is that you may deal with or what you're thinking about. Then there, that means there's instruction that's already there. There's guidance that's already present and accounted for in the precious word of God that is going to lead you in the right way. The instruction is going to help you take the advantage, um, um, take the most advantage of whatever 
um, opportunity is available to you or has come up, or if it's in that, and that's in the case, if they're, um, if you, you know, you, you're intending to do something or you're trying to figure out what the next step is, or you're trying to make a decision. Uh, maybe it's an important life's decision, whatever it, those things may be. Um, they can be uh, a number of different things. Well, when you, when you find out what God has to say on the topic, on the subject, then you can you'll find that if you obey that word, you will be armed with everything that you need to make the best possible decision concerning whatever it is that you are um, you are actually dealing with. Okay, so the word of God provides that. Now, if you're in trouble or you're in situations uh, that are negative, because the former that that's a positive scenario. Okay, you you you're intending you want to try to do something or accomplish something. The word of God is is it, there's there's word. There's a word from the Lord over what it is that you intend, all right, and what it is that you're thinking about, which will serve as guidance so that you do it the right way. But then there is the other side. The flip side to that is the negative aspect. Say you, you're in trouble. Say you... Um, you have messed up. You're you've got a bunch of things, and they seem to be negative. Okay, now they could be um, negative. They could be that way because you brought that on yourself because of um, 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 bad choices. Okay, but it also could be um, because of the. It could be the things that other people have brought <clears throat> your way, and you're trying to figure out how to negotiate this thing um, in the in regards to how do I deal with it. Okay. All right. How do how do I not negotiate as far as compromising? I'm talking about that. We're not we don't want we don't compromise with with unrighteousness. OK, but but how do I how do I deal? Um, you know, how do I stand in this? What what stance do I take? What posture do do I take? What actions should I take in order to get out of this or rectify this? Well, there's the, the word of God has something in there for that, too. OK. And if you will be obedient and if you will learn to take the word, search the word um, uh, concerning whatever it is in your life, don't just search the word for when things are bad. OK, now, a lot of people and I, I think I just need to say that <laughs> there's a lot of people that um, they look for the word. They look to the word of God when everything is wrong. Don't just do that. Look for the word when things are good. Well, God, God wants to be involved in every part of your life. Okay. And, and, and including the good times as well. So God is not there just for the bad times. All right. I know sometimes we, we, we treat him like that. And many times that's our uh, way of acting. You know, when things are well, we, we tend to forget forget about God. You're not the only one I'm included in all of that. We, we just, I don't know what it is, but things get to going well. And then sometimes we just take leave of our spiritual senses and we forget that God is there. And we kind of just put God on a back burner, almost kind of operating in a mindset of, okay, I got this. I'm good now. I can take it from here. Right. And then as soon as the bottom falls out of something and things are then, what do we do? We're right back in that prayer room, you know, but the truth to the matter is brothers and sisters, we, we, we never should have left the, the prayer room, make the prayer room a consistent part of your day, make it a consistent part of your life. Um, just, just listen, just do it. Don't, don't overthink this. All right. I'm not getting ready to give you no, no grandiose, deep revelation and all this. I'm not now it might be to you, but I'm, but what I'm going to say is very simple and very plain. Do it because you need God. You see how that is. That's very simple, isn't it? That's not, that's, that's, that's not, no, not a whole lot of $15 million words in that. Listen, do it because you need God, include God, learn to include God in every area, the good times and the bad times. God's got something to say. God, it, listen, it's, it's, a, we're, we're family. You know, he's our father and we are his children. And, you know, and the sign and, and the sign of a good, healthy um, relationship between parent and child is communication. You want to communicate with one another, you know, you want to communicate and God is always willing and wanting desiring to communicate with us, but we got to get in line and to start matching and lining up with our heavenly father's will. Amen. Now, um, second Timothy, let's go ahead and move into that. Um, chapter, uh, two, uh, verses one through seven, the word of God says this, thou therefore my son be strong in the grace that is in Christ <clears throat> Jesus and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses the same commit thou to faithful men who will be able to teach others 
also. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. And if a man also strive for masteries, yet is he not crowned except he strive lawfully. The husbandman, the husbandman that laboreth must be first partaker of the fruits. Consider what I say. And the Lord give thee understanding in all things. May the Lord, as always, add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his word. Amen. Brothers and sisters, I think for, um, if we have to give a topic to this, um, to our little talk this morning as the Lord leads us, I think I want to talk to you guys a little bit about being strong in grace. Amen. Being strong in grace. Amen. Okay. I think I want to talk about that. That was a wonderful um, um, phrase that the Lord has given us. He's instructed, he instructed the apostle Paul um, to have written down, <clears throat> um, found in the very first verse, the opening, the opening segment of second Timothy chapter two, verse uh, one through seven. Um, Thou therefore, my son, be strong <clears throat> in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Be strong in the grace. Um, and as we go, we'll, um, we'll attempt to dig into these scriptures um, that we have. As always, we're going to go with whatever the Lord gives us. So whether or not we get um, through all seven, I, let me just tell you something that absolutely it does not bother me. I, I, I honestly just don't, that, it, that is not, um, um, it's okay. It's, it's okay. Okay. Um, we're going to go where God tells us to go. Okay. The scripture said is but a framework, but when God starts speaking and moving, he's going to take, we want him to take his liberty. Amen. We want him to speak. And if he only want to speak through, through uh, three of those verses, then that's all we're going to get through is three of those verses. Okay. <clears throat> we're going to make time for the Lord to speak and not us to say what we want to say. Amen. Because we want to be a blessing to brothers and sisters. And hey, if we make it through seven and, you know, Lord um, permit and give us uh, um, your grace to do so, we'll, we'll keep going. Amen. Um, verse number one in second Timothy chapter two, verse one says, thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Now, let me give you a little, just a little bit of of context for this whole thing. So it'd be good for you to understand um, the circumstances or whatnot. Amen. Amen. Good. Very, um, very good, actually, to um, to understand a bit of um, um, the context. So the writing of the book of Second Timothy, um, by and large, um, um, if you were to kind of research that out and really kind of um, 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 try to you know to pinpoint when um uh, when it was when it was written. Um, many people um that study the Word of God will probably agree um <clears throat> with some, with a few probably throwing in some different dates or whatnot. What, but most of them, for the most part, would agree that um somewhere between um um 64 ad and 67 ad okay so somewhere between those two dates 64 and 67 um ad amen um, um generally about that time frame um it is um scholarly um <laughs> believed that uh, that these are, this is the time frame in which the epistle, this letter to, to Timothy, um, was, was written. Okay. So right in between those, those two dates. Now to understand, um, during this time, all right, the emperor or the one who is in control, um, of Rome at this point, um, is Nero. Okay. So Nero's in charge of, of, of Rome. And you need to know that um, it's at this point, when we get to second Timothy, um, Paul is winding down. He's, he's, he's not going to be around um, too much longer. He's nearing the end of his life. Paul, um, 
brothers and sisters, ultimately um, historical records and everything would show would um, um, ultimately find himself executed by um, Nero. Amen. And um, <clears throat> he would. Uh, and so <clears throat> when we get to Timothy, to the epistle of the letter of Timothy, we are on the we're 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 on the finer we're getting into the final stretch of the apostle Paul's life and um and and, and what a wonderful um, man of God and we are so thankful that God took a man whose name was was Saul and he who thought he was serving God then he opened his eyes and showed him how to really serve God and and from him um you know, we've got, um, you know, um, quite a number of the writings uh, within that comprise the New Testament. Amen. Um, about 13, I believe, books, 13 of the uh, 27 books of the New Testament um, have been authored or penned, if you will, by the Apostle Paul. God has given him great revelation. This man who started out going in the wrong direction even though he thought it was right. Yeah. Then, then hopefully you can identify with that. I know that I can many of you of us here, uh, many of you who are listening to this, uh, or will listen to this, no matter where you are in the world, no matter what time of day, uh, in the world it is or season, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. We all at some point were on the wrong road. There was a road, there was a path that we were following and that path did not include God. That's just the way that it is. You're not born saved, all right? You're not born, you know, no, 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 and more no. You and I are not born perfect. We are not born with this <clears throat> knowledge of the most high. And, and we come out of the womb walking and talking the way God wants us to talk. Most of, none of us, there's none of us that have come out that way. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All of us have a track record of making mistakes. And as much as, and I applaud the one who you, you, you got, you, you're on a good run and you've been getting a lot of things right. And amen. I pray God's grace and his favor and that you continue to get many more things right. I pray that your faults and your failures are far few and in between. I do. I want you to be successful in the Lord, but I don't want you to be naive. Okay. And I don't want you um, to be hypocritical um, so much so that you forget where you come from that you forget that you too, even if you got, if you got a, right now, you, you might be walking, you know, carrying a string of victories and that's good to God be the glory. But there were times before that when it wasn't that way when you weren't doing what God wanted you to do. And the reality is brothers and sisters is that there will yet be other days as well. Although you are doing well. Okay. Guess what? This, you, you still live in this world and there are going to be times where you won't get everything perfect, but I will tell you this for those of you who are making a good run of it and you on a string of things, if when that day comes and it'll come, <clears throat> it, 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 and you drop the ball and all of a sudden your your winning streak comes to an end amen don't forget that you had that winning streak let that winning streak be a encouragement to you let it be something that motivates you to get right back up don't stay down get back up yes it's disappointing when you've been doing good for so long and then you drop the ball kind of takes the win out of your sales but get back up don't let sin defeat you Okay. Don't let, no, 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 no. Guess what? God, even that, even though you were doing so well and yet you dropped the ball, please remember that the Lord Jesus Christ, he paid for it all, including that, including that failure, the one that was going to come, the one that came after <clears throat> such a nice string of spiritual victory. So brother and sister, don't be discouraged. But then to you who are struggling and, you know, you don't have you, you don't have that that string of victories. I want to tell you, you don't have that string of victories yet. But if you will apply yourself to the word of God, if you will hear and heed the, the will of God, the word as expressed in the word of God, it is, it's not going to be long. 
before you're going to start to rack up a string of wins, spiritual wins in this life. Amen. It's not God's will that you fail and fall to sin. No, it's that you overcome it. Amen. 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 God wants you to be successful. God wants you to win in him. So get back. So you don't, don't, don't let the devil convince you that you'll never get it right that you just can't do it. That holy living is not for you. It's for somebody else. No, it's for you. And holiness is going to look good on you. Amen. Bible teaches that holiness becometh the house of God. Amen. Amen. It becomes it. That means it look good on you. Being holy, being right, being clean before the Lord. But this walk, family, was never designed for you to do it on your own. You, was out, you and I were always designed to walk with the most high. This, this is a partnership. You walk with the Lord and our success is, is directly proportionate to our obedience. A lot of people don't realize that success in the spirit realm, in the way and the will of God is directly tied to your obedience to the will of God. Amen. You obey God's word. You're going to be winning. You refuse God's word. You're going to be losing. It's as simple as that. You walk away from God's word. You're going to be losing. You walk towards God's word, you're going to be winning. These things that I tell you are not, they're not complicated. And we don't want to make them complicated because they are very simple. And we want you to take those truths as simple as that. Therefore, my son, Second uh, Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 says, Therefore, thou son, be strong in the grace of that is in Christ Jesus. Now, now, um, let me give you one other thing here um, to go along with it. And then we will in earnest kind of get into this. I told you that um, Timothy um, is, um, or um, Paul is the author of the book of, um, of Timothy, the epistle and Timothy and Paul at this, at this time is nearing the end of his life or whatnot. The book of Timothy or the epistle of Timothy for a lot of people um, they consider these um, these two epistles to be um, what they call pastoral um, t um, um, epistles. These two epistles, I'm sorry, is what I meant to say earlier. These two epistles are often um, considered to be pastoral um, epistles, meaning that they contain within them a lot of instruction um, that um, is really good and healthy for the body of Christ, really usable by um, pastors, those that have been, that God has called to that position to use in order to um, build the church. There's a lot of good, solid instruction in there from dealing with deacons to ministers to teaching, all of it is it's in there, all in with, between uh, First and Second Timothy, all of that stuff is, is, um, is in there, present and accounted for. And so um, there is enough, there's a lot um, of, of um, godly instruction in there um, that is usable directly to help build the church and um, to help um, propel the church into spiritual success. Amen. Because within it um, are the blueprints, if you will, of many of um, 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 the blueprints, if you will, of many of the, the things that um, um, that the church should operate in um, offices and things like that and how to conduct itself. It basically, it, it tells you all that it gives us, it gives us all, all, all of that. There's a lot of wonderful wisdom. And if you haven't read the books, uh, the letters of uh, first and second Timothy, um, let this be an encouragement for you to make that part of your reading and, and prayerfully read that and ask God to show you how to apply um, what needs to be applied to you. Never the, nevertheless, um, because Paul is, is you, you got to remember at this time, so Paul is in prison, all right? Um, Paul is, is in prison. He is awaiting um, execution. And, um, and Timothy can, uh, many times, Timothy is referred to as his, his son in the Lord or son in the ministry or whatnot, or however, you, and you know, um, you, you, you look it up, you'll see, um, how the terms of endearment that Paul used um, when it concerned um, Timothy. Amen. <clears throat> and um, Timothy, um, 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 by and large, is an evangelist, is really, um, he has been, um, he's at times has been left to, um, to care for God's people. 
And 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 one scripture tells, and you know, Paul tells him, look, do the work of an evangelist, if I'm not mistaken. Amen. So so Timothy, I guess, and if you really want to get into uh, who he is, you know, with, with that, well, he, he was an evangelist. Amen. Amen. But he was also um, had a lot of pastoral qualities and things as as well. Now. Timothy was considered um, Paul's son um, in the Lord. Amen. Amen. And and with that, um, there's a closeness there. There's a spiritual parental um, connection between the two. And because Paul was at a stage of his life where he himself is enduring persecution. Remember, Paul is in prison. This is not a, you know, and that wasn't no, that was no vacation. No, Roman, Roman prison was not a vacation, not at all. And yet Paul is, is in here, whatnot. He's in prison and, and Timothy, you got to understand that the church is enduring um, persecution and things, and it's getting, it's, it's getting heavy out there and so heavy to where it can become discouraging. And so the purposes of the epistles of Timothy, amen, God, the, Paul finds himself at one point admonishing Timothy and telling him that, listen, the, the things that have happened to me have, have fallen out rather to the furtherance of the gospel. In other words, he was telling Timothy that, listen, um, don't, don't, don't be afraid. Don't be, don't be discouraged you look at my situations and you look at what's happened to me and it will be easy for you to get discouraged and to become fearful and say man if that's happening to you i don't want no parts of of that because you know serving the lord family it don't always look pretty and it certainly doesn't always feel pretty serving the lord means you're going to go through some things and not all those things are going to be ideal and gone and going to be good nevertheless you don't have a choice in, in, in the matter, life is going to bring you some things and you're going to have to deal with what, what life bring you, what's on the table. You got to learn to still walk with the Lord in the midst of the fire. Amen. Amen. You got to, <laughs> you, you got to learn how to walk in the midst of, of the fire. And so life is not going to bring you the most ideal situations all the time and they can be downright scary and downright discouraging and so paul um found opportunity took the, the the time to encourage young timothy in the lord encouraging him to be strong and to continue on this is our segue into our text um because the is important to for 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 paul that timothy know and learn amen how to endure and how to persevere because the 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 persecution was so heavy on the family of God at this time that it was extremely discouraged. You had a lot of people who was turncoat. They was like, "Oh, you know what? I'm out of here. I don't want to do this. I don't want to deal with all of this. I don't want to potentially um, be executed. I don't want to do this, that, and other." So you had a lot of people. You have just just as you had a lot of people who were steadfast. Man, you had a lot of people who cut ties. That's just the nature of it. You have people who looked at it and they were like, you know, they seen all of the turmoil and they got discouraged. Much like today, brothers and sisters, you look at all of the things that's going on in the world and all of the things that's happening, you get discouraged. That stuff is discouraging and it, and it wears on you. It wears on you. And you can look at so many people doing the wrong thing and seemingly getting over and getting by and getting the best of life. And then you look at the people who are doing the right thing and it seems like they're struggling and barely make it, making ends meet or making by. And it, it can leave you feeling away like, well, well, why, why the, the effort, amen, of going, doing all of these other things, doing the stuff, you know, that uh, doing it the right way when I could just as easily as the devil tried to convince us when we could just as easily do it the wrong way, like everybody else and, and be a, and be ahead and seemingly be ahead of the game, you know, see, but the problem is, is that in cases like that in, you know, your physical man, the, and the natural, you would be, you would seemingly be ahead of the game, depending, you know, which you really wouldn't, but you would seem like you were ahead of the game, but that would all be at the expense of your soul. You'd be very behind in the game when it comes to your soul. You, you'll be hell bound. You know, you, you would be 
you will be getting everything set up for life here on earth, but you'd be doing so as if you never going to leave here. And, and this, this is just the layover. This, this, this is just the stop over here. We're, 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 we're pilgrims. We're passing through. And, and, and the, and the devil specializes in getting people caught up in the right here, right now and say, Hey, look, live for the day, live for right now. Don't worry. You know what I'm saying? There's no tomorrow, but listen, brothers and sisters, that ain't what God's word teaches. The, listen, the, the word of God teaches to focus on the work that's right here and right now, but prepare for tomorrow. Do, do you understand? It, it ain't just, you know, live for today as if there's no tomorrow. No. It's live and operate righteously today, but have respect for tomorrow. See, there will be a tomorrow. It, regardless, there's going to be, you're going to get a tomorrow. Now, it may not be a tomorrow on this side, though. It may be a tomorrow on the other side. And then that tomorrow is going to turn into your eternity. You understand how that works? You're going to get a tomorrow. Because you because when it's all said and done, you understand? You're going to stand before the Lord. And when you stand before the Lord, that's your tomorrow. That's going to be your tomorrow. And depending on how that meeting go, your eternity is going to be determined. Your eternity, brothers and sisters, can be influenced. God allows us to influence that right now. We influence it for the positive when we obey the word of God, when we, are, when we walk according to the word of God, when we do the word and the will of God. We influence it positively, and he's given us permission to do that. But he's also given us permission to influence it negatively. So if we walk in disobedience and then all the other things that are basically the opposite of doing it right. So doing it wrong. Then our tomorrow is not going to be uh, in heaven or excuse me, our eternity is not going to be in heaven. No, your eternity is going to be in hell. You understand that? And that is something that God allows you and I to participate in. You understand? This world, this devil in this world wants you to think that, hey, you know, ain't no, ain't no heaven, ain't none of that stuff. Get everything you can right here and right now. I want you to, man, he won't, I'm telling you, the devil will do anything he can to get you to sacrifice your soul, get you to forfeit your soul. He, that, that, listen, he is a liar and the father of lies. And because of that, you need to be prepared for him to tell you anything <laughs> nonsensical. He going to tell you whatever he need to in order to get you to forfeit your soul don't don't be naive don't be naive so timothy so paul wants timothy to be strong amen he wants him to not have courage and so here we are thou therefore my son amen be strong in the grace that is in christ jesus now first and foremost i want you to notice um that he tells him to be strong okay Amen. And that's really, really, that's really good. He tells him um, straight up, he says, look, be, be, be strong. Okay. In the grace that is in Christ Jesus. So he tells Timothy not only to be strong, remember, he's encouraging Timothy. And in turn, this is encouragement that is for you and I as well. He's telling Timothy and he's telling, and we're, and he's telling us to be strong. Okay, but he's not telling you and I to be strong just for the uh, for for the sake of strength alone. That's not what he's telling you to do. Okay, it's not what he was telling Paul to do. I mean, telling Timothy to do. Paul was telling him to be strong, but he added some context. He says, "Here's the area." He tells him how he wants him to be strong. See, some of you are strong in the wrong stuff, and you need to back up. You 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 you're you're strong in that disobedience. You strong in that unrighteousness. And you need to come and you, ma'am, you, sir, you need to back away from the edge because you're going too far and you're doing too much. And it's only going to be you that's going to get that's going to deal with the consequences of that. It might seem like that's good 
but it ain't, it's not good at all. He tells them to be strong, but then he gives them the context in which to be strong. It's not about just being a strong individual. You got to be strong the right way. And if there's and if and if and if there's a right way to be strong, brothers and sisters, don't be naive. There's a wrong way to be strong. You can be strong in the wrong way. You can absolutely be strong in the wrong way. This phrasing just uh, in our scripture, in our text. Um, first of all, you it, it, this particular be strong. OK, he says, be strong. In, in in the Greek, since we're dealing with the New Testament, then we're dealing with things that are written in, written in Greek. Okay, and this this um, this is not a this the phrase be the, be strong is a single word. Okay, in Greek, but it represents that whole that whole phrase. In this particular phrase, the rendering of be strong, this the concept that's behind this phrasing, um, is used about seven different times within the new testament okay so this rendering there are other types of strength and strong but this particular um version of strong or strength okay is only used about seven different times um if you will in 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 the new testament and and it is not the single word it's the combination of be strong so it's not just strong it's be strong and and or to be strong and what it actually means is is to be is to 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 be to become or rendered to become rendered more capable okay or to become more able in order to carry out a task okay or an assignment if you will so it 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 it, it, it when it says to to be strong the the call is be more be more able become better become more enabled become um more capable okay become more competent be become better if you will okay and and remember not just for the sake of being better or more capable but for a task so become more become better for something, become more able at something, become more competent in something. Okay. Not this, it's not an aimless thing. This thing is structured, is what I'm trying to get across to you. Okay. Here he says to be strong. Amen. And and he's but 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 that that opening volley of to be strong is not an aimless strength or an isolated strength. Okay. It is he's getting Paul is setting up. The, uh, he's setting up the context, which he give, then gives when he says, in the grace, amen, that is in Jesus Christ, amen. So he's telling you to become more able, more competent, amen, 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 in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Not any grace, but a specific grace. He says, become more able, become more capable, become stronger in the area of grace that pertains to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Grace, brothers and sisters, many times there are many different um, definitions. If you, if you, if you will, I'm gonna give you a, a kind of a more uh, technical definition. Then I'm gonna give you something a little bit more, um, um, a little bit more uh, digestible. Um, for some, um, grace in in our text means outworking. Okay, it, it means outworking. Or when we talk about outworking, what we're simply saying is is that the work that is produced from something or as a result of something. So it is the resulting activity that is um, that is the result of genuine um, uh, goodwill, um, especially used um, in the area of the the outworking of God. So what that means is 
what that means is, is that it's the activity that is, or it's the actions, the things that result, um, um, that come about as a result of really being a participant of God's goodness and his free will uh, or his free goodness that he's given, that he's bestowed upon you. Um, it's the things that come about as a result of that goodness and goodwill of God towards you. Amen. So think about it this way, the goodness and the, 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 and the goodwill of our Lord that he shows and bestows upon us. That alone ought to be a motivator. Okay. And it should motivate you and inspire you to do some things. So because I have received grace or I am a recipient of grace, grace has given me room and opportunity to undertake or to do some things. Amen. Well, when we start talking about grace in this text, amen, um, we're talking about the activities, amen, that, um, that you and I undertake as a response, as our response to having received this goodwill or this grace or this mercy, if you will, from the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay. So God's given you mercy. God's, he's given you room. He's given you all these things and now, and he's given you grace. Amen. And so now we're talking about what you have done or what I have chosen to do in response to that grace or that goodwill, that mercy that God self-chose to give and to bestow upon me and upon you. What did you do with it? What are you doing with it? I told you I'd give you a, another definition. Another one that a common definition is grace is God's riches at, at Christ's expense. So all the, the richness of God and all the things that God has, it's those things that are made available to us through the sacrifice, amen, of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. One, another uh, definition perhaps would be um, grace is the unearned and unmerited divine favor of God toward mankind. And so there are many different definitions and things <clears throat> for grace, but in a nutshell, and what we're talking about this grace in this particular, um, in this particular sense, amen, is referring to that outworking. Okay. And when we say the outworking, what we mean is we're talking about the things that are result that have come out of the work that comes out of the things that are done that are a result of the, 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 the freedom and the mercy and the goodwill that God has given to us. All right. So that's what we're talking about. And so when Paul says, and so when Paul says, therefore, be strong, amen, in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, amen, what he's telling you is become more able. He was telling Paul, Paul was telling Timothy, you, he's, Tim, he's saying, Timothy, look, become more able, become more capable, become more skillful, amen, amen, become more competent, amen in your actions that are a result of God's grace or his goodwill. So in other words, you, 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 in other words, in other words, don't use grace as a shield to do whatever it is that you want to do. God's grace has given us much freedom. Whom the Son has set free is free indeed. God, as a result of his grace, that amazing grace, has given to us, you and I, great freedom. There's great room. Why? Because if we have been obedient, as Acts chapter 2, amen, starting at verse 36, We've repented. We've gone through all of that. We've repented of our sins. We have heard, we've heard that gospel. We've repented. We've responded the way we were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of our sins. All of those things, it, we've been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. So we got salvation according to scripture, not according to something else. Okay. 
Well, all that came as a result of all that's possible because God had grace on us. Okay. God looked beyond all of our faults, saw our needs and decided, self-decided. Nobody convinced him that God is not a committee. He's just one. There's only one God. God decided within himself that he was not going to leave you and I stranded to sin. See, sin left us stranded. It, 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 look, it didn't just leave us broken and, and disconnected from God. Sin left us stranded. You and I were in no man's land with no hope at all. Slaves of sin. And we didn't have, listen, and we didn't have no other option that we were able to take care of, that we were able to, to, to truly partake of. Well, there was the option of following the law. Amen. But no man was able to keep the law. And the reason why we couldn't keep the law was because of our own sin. Sin made us in, uh, incapable. When you really think about it, it rendered us incapable of fulfilling the requirements of the law. And the, but yet the, and the requirements of the law were so strict that all it took is one infraction of the law, just one, not all of them. All you had to do was break one of the law. One of those laws, just one, needed to be broken. And you were completely forever disqualified. So you see, so sin left us stranded. We, listen, we were up the creek without a paddle. We didn't have anything. There was no way out. But then here come God's grace. Here comes the Lord Jesus Christ giving us grace, giving us an opportunity, giving us freedom. And so now we are no longer, and, so, and, and because of that, for those of who operate in this, don't apply. This does not apply to anyone who is not who has not obeyed the gospel. You have not obeyed that what's lined up in, in Acts chapter two. This don't apply to you. Verse 36, keep on going. This, so this don't apply to you. So I want to encourage you to get that part. You, you got to get that part worked out first in order for this, this, these next things to be applied to you. But now, but for those of us who have partaken of that, amen, of that heavenly grace. Amen. That is salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, that freed us from the penalty of sin. That freed us from the penalty that results or that would result from our flesh being unable to consistently obey God and not do the wrong thing. See, even though we say because we're in this flesh, this is why we still drop the ball from time to time. So what we've been saved from is the penalty is that ultimate penalty of sin, which said, yeah, you dropped the ball one time. You're done. Your, your goose is cooked. You are finished. Well, well, the gift of God is is eternal life through Christ Jesus. And so when he saved your soul and saved my and my soul, he saved me from the penalty of sin. That finality of penalty from sin. No. Now, don't get me wrong. So now when I drop the ball, I'm not automatically disqualified and 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 am doomed for no. No, it doesn't no. Because Jesus paid it all. Jesus paid for the price of my sin on Calvary. And he rose on the third day with all power of heaven and earth in his hand. He listen, he got up on resurrection ground having paid for the penalty of sin, which he didn't commit. Remember, you and I did that. Mankind did that. He just paid it on our behalf. He self-decided to do that because he, because listen, he didn't want to leave you stranded by sin and sin was had us all stranded. And so now that he's paid that consequence, now when I drop the ball, I can repent, get back up and keep on moving in Jesus' name. In other words, you and I, we get to pick up where we left off. We were walking in holiness, walking good. Oops, then we had a mishap. I don't know what happened. We took leave of our spiritual senses. We dropped the ball, did the wrong thing, committed sin. Normally, that sin 
that infraction would be enough to doom you, take you straight to hell. But because of the grace and the mercy of God, and now we abide in him because the spirit of the most high dwells within us. Amen. I may have dropped the ball. I may have fallen or whatever and, 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 and all other sorts of things. But but now God's got my attention because the Holy Ghost is on the inside. And he's pricked my conscience and I realize what I've done. I repent of that sin. I get back up and I keep on moving. I pick up where I left off. You pick up where you left off. And that's a benefit that's come as a result of the grace of God. But Paul here tells Timothy, be strong in the grace or become more able-bodied, become more competent, become more skillful, if you will, become more capable. In the grace. So when he says in the grace, what he's talking about in the goodwill, in the freedom, if the, these things that the mercy that God has given you become more skillful in that. Become more capable in that. And in order to become more skillful and more capable in the grace of God, amen. It means that you and I begin to walk with greater respect and carry out actions that what actions everyday life we begin to live everyday life with more respect towards God and what he's done for us so much so that that respect influences our decision making no longer do we take grace and just abuse grace and just use it as a cloak and as a shield to live any kind of way and do whatever it is that we want and claim that we're not under the law. We're under grace. Grace is not to be used as a license to sin, brothers and sisters. Let me say that again. Grace is not to be used as a license to sin. Romans chapter 5. And then Romans chapter six, let's look at five, 20 and 21. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but when, but where sin abounded, grace, glory to God, did much more abound that as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ, our Lord. Now hold it right there. Let's get let's 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 make that plain. He said, moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. <clears throat> that simply means that before the law was given, before there was something that said this is wrong and that's right and, and this is not acceptable and so on and so forth, it, it was free game. Because you didn't know it was wrong. There was nothing to define wrong. And whenever there's an absence of definition for that which is wrong, then there is no ability to enforce consequences. Levied against that which is wrong. Why? Because who's to say it's wrong? There's no law that says, there's nothing that says their law wrong and right have not been established. Law establishes wrong and right. That's the purpose of it. That's the purpose of law to establish acceptable and non-acceptable. And when the, and in the absence of that, In a way, it's free game. It's it, it, it in the absence of that. Then, in a way, anarchy, if you will, takes center stage. You do whatever it is you want to do. That, that, that's just whatever it is you want to do. So, when Paul says, "Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound." 
So the law comes in and it establishes right and wrong. Now I can no longer just get away with doing whatever it is that I want to do. Why? Because now the things that I am doing fall into designated buckets. They are either in the right bucket or they're in the wrong bucket. Okay. Law made that possible. He then says, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Amen. So the law came in so that the charges of sin would stick. <laughs> Glory. See, God wasn't playing with you. He wasn't playing with me. And so law came in so that the charges against sin would stick. That's what he means. <laughs> He's telling you, moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. In other words, the charges stick. Law came so that the charges would stick. You see, without the law, you and I could get away with whatever it is we wanted to get away with. But God said, no, 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 no. You got to be holy. You got to be clean. So God put in place law that clearly established black and white, what's right and what's wrong. Now the consequences, now the charges, they're going to stick. Amen. But he said, but if, but, 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 but if the introduction of law was strong enough to make the charges stick. If it was strong enough for that, grace is even stronger. The freedom and the openness that comes and the opportunity to get back up again that comes or came with the introduction of grace. That's even stronger. That's even stronger. Your right to get back up, your opportunity to get back up is stronger. That grace is stronger, if you will. Did anything else? Because grace came out of God's desire to have fellowship with you and I, even though we didn't deserve it. And that desire of grace, that desire was much stronger than God's desire to throw the book at you and I because of sin. This is what we talk about when we say that moreover the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, sin abounded, grace did much more abound. The power of God's grace is stronger than the power of sin. And the law that enforced it. You hear what I'm saying? That's what he's trying to tell you. That's what he's telling me. Then he says that as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ, our Lord. Now notice what he said. He said it reigned. Sin reigned unto death. So the effects of sin, we should know the wages of sin is death. Amen. But the gift of God is what? Eternal life through Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Sin hath reigned unto death. So it led us to death. However, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ. Grace reigns through righteousness. Righteousness is all that which is deemed acceptable to God. I hope I'm gonna make that, I'm, I wanna make that plain. When you talk about the, the word here tells us that grace reigns through righteousness. Amen. Amen. Grace reigns through righteousness. Amen. To reign, it means to, 
it, it, it means to reign supreme. You know, understand that. It means to rule, okay? To be the supreme ruler over something, over a nation or over a kingdom. Uh, 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 it, it, is, it, is, it is the equivalent to, a, to the king that reigns supreme. Okay, the buck stops there with that with with that king. And so the word says that as sin hath reigned unto death. Amen. Sin was, you know, was the king. Amen. At one point. Okay. And 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 <laughs> and and the rule of the day when it came to sin was death, because the wages of sin is death. Okay. And that was that that was that that that's that's how that was. But then he says, even so, because now that grace has come in. Amen. To upseat and uh, to, 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 to take over or usurp the reign that sin had. Grace have come in and taken over. And whereas sin reigned, no, 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 it don't reign no more. Grace now reigns. Grace is king. Glory to God. Glory to, glory to God. Glory to God. And now that grace is king. Amen. The word says it reigns or grace is king through the avenue or the vehicle of righteousness. Righteousness is that really in a nutshell, righteousness is all that which is redeemed acceptable to God. It is the actions, it's the behavior, it's everything. It is that which God accepts. It's what God is okay with. And if you think about it in that terms, that you're talking about the things that God is okay with, then in essence, what you're talking about is your and I, you and is me and your activity or our life or the choices, the way we live. So, in other words, grace is king, uncontested. Amen. And it remains that way. Glory to God. As we continue in righteousness. I, 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 I'm trying to make this plain, and I hope it is making, I hope, I hope this is. Grace is now in charge, and it reigns supreme through righteousness, meaning that grace is the order of the day and will remain the order of the day as long as you walk according To what God has designed or what he says is okay. It really comes back down to, to, to what you learn in the Old Testament. God will have obedience rather than sacrifice. Amen. The power of grace and all that comes with grace. See, with grace comes the forgiveness of sin. That forgiveness of sin that allows you to get back up when you drop the ball. That comes out of grace. And as long, and listen, and it reigns through righteousness. It's in effect, it is the supreme ruler through righteousness. So in other words, in order for grace to apply to you, there must be righteousness. Grace applies because of righteousness. Grace is active because of righteousness. Righteousness is that which is acceptable unto God. And as long as there is glory to God, I hope, I hope this makes sense to you. I hope this, I hope this makes sense to you. I know some of you have never heard it like that before, but this is, this is what it is. And this is what, what that means. Amen. 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 Even so, might grace reign through righteousness. Grace reigns. It is dominant. It is uncontested. It is undisputed. It is the supreme. Do you hear what I'm saying? And it remains that. You, in other words, you remain under grace through righteousness. See, grace is available. But in order to take advantage of grace, in order for grace to true to apply to you daily, there must be righteousness. That means there got to be holiness. There got to be obeying the word. You got to. I hope that makes sense to you. I hope that that does. 
because I know it's difficult for some of you, because some of you who will listen to this, you're going to say, oh, well, he's trying to say that, you know what I'm saying, that it's it's about works. No, 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 that's not about that. But see, grace has allowed you to undertake works, works of faith. In other words, because of grace, you should be responding in faith. You, because of grace, you should be working. Because your faith should be rekindled, your faith should be revitalized, whatever state your faith was in, listen, you ought to, because when you think about grace and all that God has done for you, you ought to find your second wind, you ought to find your next step, you ought to find your desire, you ought to find your point, you ought to find everything that you need to go forward. Why? Because God's amazing grace has been shown and shared with me, and because of that, I can't help but do what he wants me to do. I want to do great things and wonderful things for the Lord. Why? Because I am a recipient of grace. Grace don't lead you to standing still. It propels you to move forward in the Lord without fear of condemnation should you drop the ball. That's what it's for. That's what it's for. That's what it's for. See, we talk a lot about grace about what it is but we don't often talk about how to walk how to apply grace how it's applied it is applied through righteousness family and when you're talking about righteousness yep i'm gonna go ahead and say it you're talking about obedience because righteousness is that which god has deemed acceptable and that includes me and your behavior our activities, the things that we undertake, our way of living. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Brothers and sisters, I know we I gave you, we had verses one through seven, but look at God. <laughs> All we did was make it through verse number one, and that's okay because that uh that that was more than enough. So for your reference, we had 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. We only dealt with verse number 1, really. And then we also talked about uh, Romans chapter 5, verses 20 um, and 21. Brothers and sisters, this, we, we, we again, we've talked about being strong in grace. And I pray that this has been a blessing to you and will be a blessing to you. Share it with somebody. Don't, don't keep this to yourself. Share it with those. The Lord willing, We'll pick this thread back up and go a little bit further if the Lord give us grace to do so, or we or we may be back in um, in Jeremiah chapter thirty six. We don't we don't know. Whatever the Lord wants to do, I do know that this was a wonderful start to this. We didn't get through all of it. Um, God only gave us let us get through verse number one today. Um, God willing, we'll go further um, next time. Um, should the Lord um, allow us to pick this thread back up, but whatever He He takes us, uh, you know what? I don't know about you but I'm going to be satisfied with that. Brothers and sisters, until next time, I'm going to go ahead and stop the recording here.